0: All right, welcome to another episode of NBA Betting Lines. We're going to go deep dive on one of the more obvious over-unders, and that's the Lakers over-under. I'll explain why. We'll do some of these deep dives of the over-unders. Obviously, we did over-under team totals uh, for each team, and I want to deep dive on a few. One of the more obvious ones is obviously going to get um, a lot of, you know, maybe backlash, whatever you want to call it, is the over-under prediction on the Lakers right now. The books have it between 45-47 wins. So, look, last year that would have been the, the you know, fifth seed or so. And, and if you do that in the West, um, the teams that are better than that, in terms of, you know, over-under wins, uh, you know, people have you know, Dallas in the 48 range, Golden State, high 40s, low 50s, the Clippers, and Denver. So that's going to put you in about the five, four, five seed. That's in range with Memphis, which is laughable. And obviously Minnesota's in there. I have questions on that. So first you have to ask yourself, like, are the Lakers the fifth best team in the West? Right? Like, you know, to get to that win total, you have to be the fifth best team. So the teams that, and regardless of, unless it was a catastrophic injury, but, you know, Golden State is going to be better than the Lakers. I think we could etch that in. I would also etch in Memphis. I don't know why they're not etched. They were the number two seed. Uh, I Granted, Jaron Jackson Jr. was finally healthy, but that's the reason. He's still healthy. I don't see why we'd bet against that. Brandon Clark's improving. Uh, Desmond Bain looks like he's taking a step. I think Memphis is etched in. Denver's etched in. Michael Porter Jr. is finally healthy. They were better with a depleted roster last year. Okay, you're getting two pseudo all-stars back in Murray and Porter Jr. that are additive to the team, right? It's not like they're getting things taken away. And I think the KCP trade helps. I think there's three teams that are definitely better. The Clippers are better. Now, you could say, what about injuries and stuff? Sure, but who's more injury-prone now? The Lakers or the Clippers? The Lakers are finally healthy, as are the Clippers. So, you know, you can even it out. But if you take away the top two of both teams, well, let's say you take away Kawhi and Paul George, and you take away A.D. And LeBron. So who's better, than, you know, the two versus two? That's pretty close. Lakers, you might want to give a small edge. Fine. But 3-12, through 12, the Clippers are way better. John Wall looked good in preseason. He got Reggie Jackson. He got the, uh, Morris, Zubach, Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann would easily be the third-best player on the Lakers. Nicholas Batou might be the third-best player on the Lakers. So there's no is light-as-day that the Clippers are better. So that's four teams. Etch it. Golden State, Clippers, Denver, Memphis – then he got a few that are probably better. Dallas, Phoenix, okay. Dallas, Phoenix. At least one of them are better now. Phoenix could go through uh, a fall. Dallas is better, okay. They were better last year. Luke is improving again. Like even if you you do the games that LeBron and AD play together, now you can say, well, AD's wrist and all that. Still. Again, you got, when you got to look at these teams, You don't look, people are focused on the top two. Look at three through 12, which matters in the regular season. These little guys, like the fourth or fifth guy that missed a game here, missed a game there, these other teams, when they're deeper at three through 12, easily um, withstand those one or two injuries. The problem with the Lakers is their three through 12 is so weak. When a guy like Kendrick Nunn gets hurt, it's a massive deal. And then you're going to have the same excuse people come in. The Lakers would have been a top three seed if Kendrick Nunn didn't get hurt. There's no team in the NBA. That has 12 guys play 80 games. That just doesn't happen. So this isn't realistic. And then there's more teams. We're not done yet. Minnesota and New Orleans, I would think both are going to be better than the Lakers. At least one will. So if you're seeing at least one from Dallas and Phoenix, now there's six. At least one from uh, Minnesota and New Orleans, that's seven. They have a projected win total over under at 45 to 47. Okay. That's not, that's, if you're the seventh seed, that's closer to 44, 43. And then I think it's even lower than that, right? Because I think there's a better chance that the, some team we would even mention jumps up and usurps them. Like, I, I think it's more likely that Sacramento ends up with a better record than the Lakers than the Lakers get a top four seed, right? The Kings, I don't, I think the Lakers will end up with a better record than the Kings, but the Kings are closer to the Lakers. The Lakers are the Golden State. That's not even a question. So this talk, and I'm not saying like the title stuff and things like that, right? This has got nothing to do with title odds. This is got to do with over-under wins and how to take advantage of that as a better. So people are overrating the Lakers because they're not built for the regular season. You want to put title t- odds on them? You know, I, I saw odds at plus 1,500, plus 1,400. It's a different story because, yeah, I would agree. If they make a seven-game series, you know, all bets could be off to an extent, right? Like a couple of years ago, I still look back at it when they lost to Phoenix when AD went down. Phoenix was a rising good team that year. I believe they made the conference finals. So if they're healthy, they they could beat teams, you know, down the stretch depending on what style they run. I think they need to add a few pieces during the offseason to round out that three through 12 they really got to focus on. That's what they should be utilizing the picks for is, is quantity, not quality. Everyone's talking about the Buddy Heel miles Turner deal. They need to be two picks. That's ridiculous. You deal one pick, you get four vets that belong in an NBA rotation. I thought Utah was the answer. They didn't do a deal with them. I would have moved one of my first and just cleared all of those vets there. They had Connolly, they had Bogey, Jared Vanderbilt, even Beasley, Malik Beasley, the shooter. Jordan Clarkson's there, right? They could have gotten in just playable guys. The deal that the Lakers should do, I- I've said this till the Cows come home, is the Knicks deal, right? The Knicks will be better off just dumping 48 and Randall and the Lakers. Would be better off taking those talents. The Lakers just need more talent and depth. If they got Randall and Fournier and then try to squeeze out either Cam Riders, Deuce McBride, other just playable guys at a back end of a rotation, it's not ideal. I wouldn't say it was. Yeah, they'd be better off. They'd be way better off. Uh, but the Lakers aren't going to do that. And until they do, and even if they do that at the midseason, right, like that type of deal doesn't happen until later. They're going to hover around 500, they're going to be in the play and playoff hunt. That is not at a 45 to 47 win total. So, look, if you want to make an easy way to to not double your money, but win 45%, you know, get a good 80% return, that's one of the easiest bets. Light as day. Lakers under win total. I don't even care what Vegas is putting it at. If it's at 43 and a half, I'm probably still taking the under. I think they're going to have low 40s in wins, and that's just because of the depth of the roster. It's not a knock on LeBron or AD. You can't win that many games when Patrick Beverly's your third best player, when Kendrick Nunn's your third best player, these guys aren't bad. They belong in NBA rotation, but they're now getting guys who are should be sixth, seventh, eighth guys to be your third guy. That that's a tough. That's a tough ask, and it's not it's not a fair ask for these players. And I think it's going to hurt the franchise. Darvin Ham's not put in a great position. What about Russell Westbrook? The guy hasn't been good in a couple of years. Let's just can we just they got to nip this thing. And the the longer it takes them trying to figure out a broken screw. Just replace the screw, right? It just, it doesn't fit the puzzle, all right? He doesn't fit. It was bad. Cut your losses. And, and they don't do that. So that's my problem with them. Um, but look, you know, let's uh, let's see what they end up, what they end up doing. And I, I, again, I would happily hammer the under. One of the easiest unders in the season i would put a lot of money on this too so yeah take the under the